Hello everyone and welcome to the podcast talking about death will not kill you. I have my first guest and his name is? My name is David. Oh my god, I'm your first guest. You're my first guest. Oh wow. Yes, until this point I was talking to me, myself and I. Now I'm just, I'm settling for just a couple's therapy, not so much a menage a trois of craziness. So yeah. We have a menage a trois of I can't. I can't. You say can't that. even say it. If you can't I'm say so it, I'm so excited. You can't have it. I want craziness. No. And I want menaging. You want. I want you Nicki want Nicki menaging? Oh my god. Nicki we say the same stuff, so that's going to probably happen a lot during the podcast. Sorry. So tell me about yourself, David. Who are you? My name is David. We know that bit. I was born in 1980. I. I am, you might need to move a bit more closer to the microphone. Ah, I am your husband. Yes, we've known each other now for. For over two decades, haven't we? I wasn't going to reveal that. I thought I could leave that as a spoiler for the end. But then, you know, that would that would just throw everything well, off. Well, now it is a spoiler for the end because I said it at the start. Oh, that's right. So technically I did the right thing. Winning. Okay, fair enough. So my name's David yeah. and I want to apologise because I am probably not the greatest guest to have on a podcast about death. No. So I've introduced you a couple of times. I've mentioned you in previous podcasts. And oh, really? It's it's known to my listeners that you don't really like talking about the big the big party in the sky, whatever you want to refer to it as, kick in the bucket, all that sort of stuff. You don't really like discussing it. But we're not here to discuss it when it relates to you per se. Okay, good. We're here to talk about your experiences with, with the Reaper. Yes, okay. Mm-hmm. With with the Reaper. With the Reaper. Have you met him? Well, I feel like I should be in a hair metal band if we're going to talk about the Reaper. <laughs> Someone should be doing a sick guitar lick right now. Someone is doing a sick guitar lick, but that's not the point. That's pretty sick. I can see him over there. He's looking at the guitar. Oh, he's looking at like David oh, Lee Roth. So goodness. you've you've lost people in your life? Yeah, I, I I haven't I haven't been totally unaffected by it. Mm-hmm. I've been very lucky. Mm-hmm. I'd be incredibly lucky, mm-hmm. Un- unlike um, probably some people who listen. I feel very – that's why I wanted to apologise because I feel like I don't have the experience to talk about it as much well, as Well, don't apologise because I know one listener that I have who's my best friend yes. and she is probably even more blessed than you in the fact that she hasn't lost very many people in her life. Mm-hmm. So she listens to this podcast for pure research purposes for, for when that day comes, when she loses someone important. So it's um it's quite awesome that, you know, that I can be of interest to those people. Yes. Why are you rubbing your chin? I don't know. I just feel like I'm on a more professional podcast than my normal podcast. No, I feel like I just, should be I feel like I should be sitting in upright chairs. We bought new office chairs for my Yeah. Because yes, so we're we're in two week lockdown. This will date no, it's gonna go out tomorrow this episode. <laughs> we're in a two week lockdown in Sydney because People in Bondi Junction kept licking the rails, oh, and um, and it's the the Delta Gamma. Are you from Bondi? Yeah. You should be in quarantine, mate. That's disgusting. I don't know why I looked over there. No, I seriously, I looked to the left like he's there. He's licking a guitar. Yeah, but I don't need to look at him. I can just look at the All microphone. Right. He knows that. He knows I'm talking to him. So we're in two week lockdown, and yesterday, first day. From working from home, I leant back in an office chair that we had and almost fucking fell out of it. So, uh, yeah. It's not your fault. That yeah. office chair has been leaning at a 45-degree angle for well, some time. And I forgot about that because I thought I was at work in a work chair that was a that I have at work that is a gaming chair. So it's a very comfortable chair, easy to recline in. Almost fell on my ass whilst on a phone call with a colleague. So that's a fantastic furniture. Bought three new chairs. Anyway, that's besides the point. That's got nothing to do with death. 
that I almost died. Mm. Like near-death experience. It is a near-death experience. I know. That's interesting mm. because – no, it's not that interesting. Let's not go on to that. That, that could be uh, – you know, I'm writing that down for later. Near-death experience. That's a question if you've got a near-death experience. There you go. See, this this podcast is evolving all the time. It's, it's as we as we speak. Yeah. As we speak, we're evolving this. I'm always evolving. So I'm sorry if I'm very jovial. jovial. That's no, no, just this the is way what I, I want. This is what I want this okay. podcast to be. Good. Okay. Well, if you'd listened to my previous podcast, which you have not, no, I, uh, uh, I mentioned the device to cremate, to to grind up cremated uh, remains of bodies as a black and deather. Yes, I, I heard the joke because you told me. I told you last night times. because you wouldn't have listened. No, you told me quite many Two or times. three times? No, that's the second time I've told you. Oh, well, I, I said to you the black and deathers now become DeWalt, so I thought that they could have electrocution and call themselves DeWalt. Mm. But that wasn't as funny. Although you're laughing at it now. I'm laughing at it now. I don't think I actually heard you the first time. I think I blocked you out because yeah. I was too obsessed with my own joke. But never mind. Okay, your joke was better than mine. We digress. So. What other power tools could I give, make death names for? Oh, anyway, let's not do that. Yeah, we'll That's not what later. we're doing. We'll do them later. That's a different podcast. Yeah. So, who have you lost? You got. You have both your parents still alive, haven't yes, you? I do. And would you like me to go through the fir- my first experience of someone? That would be a great idea. Okay. So. So, so, I'm saying so. So, okay. I was, oh, I want to say I was seven, mm-hmm. six or seven. Okay. So the person, yeah. So the person that, and when when you say lost someone, it was a death in the family, but it was the first time I've experienced a funeral or a death, and it was my dad's grandfather. So, it was someone I didn't know very well. The only time I knew him was when we would visit my grandparents. It was a strange situation. My grandparents lived with my grandmother's parents. So they all lived in the one, like, semi or whatever you want to call it in Newtown. Like Charlie Bucket. Yes. In fact, in fact, when you used to go and visit them, uh, my great-grandfather and great-grandmother used to, um, their bedroom was at, in the front door. So mm. when you opened the front door, you walked into their bedroom. And so we would have to, and he worked, he worked shift work. So I remember as a really young child having to like tippy toe through the, uh, after we opened the front door, we'd have to kind of tippy toe through to not wake him up because yes. he would get very angry if anyone woke him up. So it was always a weird experience to, to visit my grandparents uh, because we were constantly this weird old man. And he refused to call me David. He thought my name should be George. So he called me George. Um, and so I really didn't, and the funny thing was he was a strange man and I didn't really have much emotional connection to him. Mm. And yet when we went to his funeral, and I think it was like it was a Tuesday or a Wednesday, I remember because I had the day, I must have been in like kindy or something because I think I remember I didn't go to school. Um, and it, the only thing I remember about it was I was crying because everyone else is crying. So yeah, just as it makes you sad crying. seeing other people sad, yeah. And the reason why it, may, it sparks in my memory is that I don't know how much later it was, but I was around I was around seven when my my mum's dad, my pop, died, and I remember being at his funeral and being so mad at myself because I wasn't crying, and I'm thinking to myself. Whereas, hang on, let's just let's just backtrack. So your grandfather though was much more present. In oh, your of course. Life. Sorry, I should explain that yes. much better. So my grandfather was as a little boy was like. 
a hero. Yeah. Like I loved my grand. I loved my pop so much. Um, he was he was an old. Um, he was from England. Um, been in Australia for a long, long time, but came over when he was only probably a teenager or something like that. Um, and he was he was just funny. He would have like little funny sayings. He had like little like things from when he was a kid. He would he would tell you a little. Um, I don't know what. He was from like Grimsby in England, which is on the east east side, and it was not like northern town, but it's kind of it's as close to a northern town as you can get without being a northern town. So there was lots of like not fairy tales, like lots of you know rhyming slangs and things he would say to me. And he, he'd always he had like little tricks, and he would he'd hold a handkerchief up and make a little bunny and make it make it jump in his hand and pretend it was a real thing. And you all knew it wasn't real, but it was entertaining. Like he could. He's the kind of grandfather that you could put out at a kid's party <laughs> and he would entertain. Mm. Like he was just an entertainer. This is what he was. Mm. Apparently, I, I never really saw him do it, but apparently my mum always says that if you sat him in front of a piano, he would just start playing. He'd never learnt how to play of anyone. He just just knew. Like mm. it was just part of him. So he was an entertainer of mm. anything. So I was really close to him. I, I remember times going over their place and uh, over my nana and pop's place and, you know, like, I love spending time with them. And so it was like a big loss. And I, and I also remember because he got sick when I was young and he was sick for a while. I'm not sure how long it was, but I remember mum would have to take him to appointments and things. And because I was still young, I'd go as well. And, you know, like I, I saw him getting sicker and it, it was really sad. And on the actual... At the time when he was getting sicker, did you ever think that he was going to die? Was that... Was that I ever mentioned? Was that ever present in your mind? Or did your mum ever say stuff like that to you? Was it a... No, I didn't think he was going to die. Okay. I just was absolutely sick because he could, wasn't the same pop anymore because mm-hmm. he couldn't... He, he had to sit in on a donut. He actually thought that the donut was the, his best prop. Yeah. Um, that was really good. Yeah. But he, was, he wasn't he was well. And, and the it reason was a, why he had to sit on the donut was because he had bowel cancer. Yeah, he had bowel cancer. Yeah. So, and I didn't understand that at the time. No. I... Mum did say he's very sick. I remember her telling me a few times he's very sick, Pop's very sick. But I didn't really understand what that meant because I wasn't, like, I didn't understand that that meant he wasn't going to be around anymore sort of thing. And then it kind of happened. And that's why I, I wanted to talk about the other one because I think there wasn't much gap between. And I think the fact that my, you know, my Pop was sick made me sad the first time because I realised, well, if he's sick, maybe this will happen to him too. Mm. And I think that's why I got sad on that day. But yet at his actual funeral, I got mad at myself because I couldn't cry. And I remember having a conversation. I'm not sure if it was my one of my cousins or might have been one of my aunties. And I was like sort of mad, whatever. She's like, what's wrong? And I'm like, I can't cry. And she's like, it's fine. He knows you loved him. It's okay. And then now I'm saying and I'm crying. Mm. So, yeah. But I couldn't do it at the time, and I had no idea why, and it was really, really weird. I think you were in shock more than anything else. I think, it, I think that's what it was, and it was just so weird. And I, rem- I remember that day really, really, like I, I only remember the first one very vaguely. Mm. I remember like a church with like bars on, on, on it, and that's all I remember. Yep. But I remember my pop's one because it was at Pine Grove. Yep. I've been in that place many, many times And I've mentioned since. that in my last, time, in my last podcast, where that is the go-to when you die in Western Sydney. Oh, yes, of course. There like, are so many people at that cemetery, it's redonkulous. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
point. Well, that's definitely our go-to cemetery. It is. That's it not is. where you're going because you've already told me no. Yeah. You've already told me where you want to go. Oh, I hear that, listeners. Yeah. You know I know exactly where she wants to go. Yeah. I want to be shot up through the air and fireworks. I thought you wanted me to snort you. Oh, you can snort me. You can snort me. You can you can melt me and put me into a flashlight. I do not care. Ooh, I really don't care what you do with me, to be cute. honest. I just, I don't want a big, you know, I don't want a funeral and I don't want the whole casket and I don't want the whole cremation thing. I don't want that. Okay. That's cool. Want well, that. We shall, we shall, yeah. Okay. He moves the pen on my paper like, let's go past that. It's, no, I don't want to go past that. If at I any point to see you want to stop talking about something, no, no, you no. just put your hand up like that. Enough. I no, just, no. I saw something and I was like, oh, no, no. have I answered all those but, um, questions? But I'm giving you a, like, a, you, you can say change subject. No, no, that's fine. So I, I was thinking about this today. And, and I, I'm smiling at you like an idiot because as you reneg your first, as you reneg, as you re reminisce about your first two funerals, yeah. the similarity between the both of us is uncanny. Yeah. Because my grandmother's funeral, my dad's mum died, but she was still in Malta. Mm. My listeners will already know this. And I don't remember much. She was, the body wasn't here. So mm. we had this, and all I can remember was just the, the, the place that I was in. I don't remember much about it except yeah. that it was nighttime. Mm -hmm. And same thing, second funeral. A nighttime funeral. It was a nighttime ceremony because everybody worked. And it didn't really matter because she wasn't there. So we did it out, out of hours of church. Obviously, it was probably out of hours of the probably church. Cheaper. and Yeah, probably was cheaper. <laughs> Fucking wogs. <laughs> it probably cheaper. was cheaper. <laughs> no, I think they wanted to make a night out of it, go to an all-you-can-eat. And... Probably <laughs> <laughs> I may not be, I may not be uh, a wog. But he's pretty much a walk by proxy. Oh, he's he's lived through it all. He's lived it all by proxy with me, and he lives with me. And as much as I think I'm an Australian, I still have that walk in me. I can't fight it. It's just genetic. I'm sorry. Well, sometimes I have that walk in me. Hey, it's the other way around, I believe. It is. Well, you never know. Okay. There's always ways. It's a good navigation device when you need to go somewhere. It is. Sorry, I cut you off. No, I was going to say, so I was thinking about it today and then I thought, okay, I had the, those two experiences. Yeah. And then the next ones, like I obviously have lost all four of my grandparents now. Mm -hmm. um, so there was all those experiences and that was different each time. Yeah, I've um, been there for the other two funerals. Yeah, oh, you actually, were there for two of them. You weren't there for my... I've been there for three of them, sorry. I yeah. I wasn't there for your grandfather because that happened when you were No, it was, I was seven, yeah. But I was there when you, you lost You were there for Nana. the other three, yes. Yeah, and your other parents. So they were much later. I also lost my... I called her Auntie Isle, but it was my dad's auntie, mm. which was my Nana's sister, who they never spoke. They were... they'd. I think they had a feud for about 30 or 40 years, um, longer than I was alive. Like, they were just... Feud. It was a weird situation. So, uh, yeah, I talked about the the townhouse in Newtown. Mm -hmm. Well, she owned a double block townhouse. So, she actually owned a townhouse and then had a vacant block next door. Yeah. So, her husband and I can't remember his name. I'm really sad. I don't remember his name. Called Eck, I think. If my dad hears that, he's going to be like, oh, "You've said the wrong name." That's okay. But it doesn't matter. Um, he was, I don't think he was a mechanic, but I think he loved cars. Mm -hmm. And so it was the greatest thing for him because he would he would be doing up a car. Every time we went over, what we would do is we'd go and visit my nana and pop. And this was probably more, I remember this more when, uh, like after that great-grandfather had died. And also my great-grandmother, um, who I called Nana Pasco, she also died uh, before we were together. So 
that was I was a little bit older. It wasn't much wasn't much after actually. It would have been I would have been maybe early teens, mm. something like that. Anyway, so we would go over, and of of course you know we didn't have to be towed through anymore. Uh, visit my nana and pop, and then we'd say bye to them. But every time we went there, my dad would make sure that he parked far enough away so that as we were walking away, they would just think we were walking back to the car, but we were walking down to visit my dad's auntie yeah. because she lived at the end of the street. So they lived like literally a, not even a street away. It was like 30, 40 metres from each other. Yeah, a few houses and they didn't talk for years, like for decades. So we would go down there, and and my um, uh, my dad's uncle would be there working on his car, and Arnie I'll be there. And Arnie I was, she was the funniest lady. She had like bright red hair, um, and I don't know if anyone's ever. Now you get nowadays you go to Newtown, and it's like, you know, it's like the kind of inner city crowd and. I don't know what you didn't describe Newtown as anymore. That's how it is now. That's how it is now. But back then, back then, it's different. This is the era. So this is where my my family grew up in Newtown, like the, that sort of family. And there was a Newtown accent. I should say there was a Newtown accent. Newtown. 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 And she talked with the Newtown accent. We would go in there, and she'd be like, "Oh, hi, kids," and whatever. And then she'd be like, "I've gone down. I was down at the bingo on the Thursday." Mm. And I, and that's and that's how she talked, and I loved it. I thought it was I thought it was, I thought it was funny. I it wasn't making fun of her, but I thought it was just different. I never heard anyone speak like yeah, that. Yeah. And and she was so like you'd go in and um I love my nana and everything, but my nana was uh, licorice all sorts. Um, you might get a couple of little snacks or something, stuff like that. My auntie I was oh you're here. Here's a present. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? She was a much different, and she didn't have children of her own. Mm-hmm. So she basically, she was like our like our grandmother, basically, yeah. like another grandmother. Yeah. I ended up with, you know what, I ended up with like three grandmothers in that part of the family because Nana Pasca was like grandmother as well. Yeah. So it was like I ended up with a lot of grandmothers. Yeah. Um, and it was very, it was very weird. But like we lost her in late 90s. And how did she pass? I'm not even sure. You don't remember? I'm not even sure. She just... Quick? Slow. It was quick. Mm-hmm. She was just something happened and I I, I don't want to... I'm not sure what it was. No, it wasn't a speculation. It wasn't a speculation, but it was something fast, like a, like a stroke, heart attack. Yeah. Something that just took her out straight away. Yeah. Like, and, and by that time her husband had died already. Mm-hmm. So it was really weird because she had no heirs. To, you, know, and, you know, like no one to put the No children, to. yeah. Um, it was split amongst five people, and my dad and his sister, my auntie, they were two of the beneficiaries of it. Yeah. And so they had to sell her property. And then, like, yeah, it was it was weird. It was, it was a weird thing because not that I care about property that much. But it was the first time you were exposed to wills. Yes. And being left things. It was strange. Yeah. And I ended up getting a computer out of it, which was good. Mm. But then also, which was really weird, is that, like I said, it was in the late 90s. And not more than five years later, like they sold her, her double block in Newtown for about $600,000, something thousand dollars. I remember Dad telling me about it. Because, mm. oh, I mean, I was a te- late teenager. I knew what money was at that point. So yeah. he could tell me about it. And then the property bubbles happened. And that her house got turned into 
set of like townhouse, like set of like villa townhouses. Mm -hmm. So there was like four of them in, in the thing, like double storied and everything. Yeah. And we know that one of those townhouses, like five years later, got sold for a million dollars. Yeah. That property was worth was multi million dollar. If, oh, okay. if they could have, but they didn't know that. We didn't no. know it was going to happen. No. So, but it was really weird because it was a, like, it was a, just a weird block. I've never seen that anywhere in my life before. That it's, it was right, and it was next to a park too. So it was like you felt like you had this huge amount of land yeah. in this and little so area. You would still, at this point, you had your grandmother and grandfather still alive living yes. in Newtown. Yes. So you would you would see that house then be sold yes. and be purchased and be developed and then see giving. And how did that make you feel seeing those sort of things happen? It was sad because, like, I, every time we'd visit from then on, it'd be like, well, now we don't walk down the end of the street anymore and see her. It was part of the visit, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was always the same thing. And, and I mean, Was it know. avoid? Did you avoid? Like, was there an avoidance there? No, I think we there? just started parking up front and then. Okay. You know, like it was. Did you have to drive past it? To get back home. Yeah, yeah we from. did. Yeah, I mean, I always felt bad, and I think everyone, in, everyone always felt bad about it. Yeah, but it was kind of like, I don't know, because it happened so fast. It didn't feel like it just felt like, oh, she's, we're just, she's not, she just felt like she was doing holidays or something. And also, I was much older too. Mm -hmm. I was like, we didn't go all the time to visit my grandparents anymore. Yeah. We kind of slowed down doing that anyway. Yeah, we'd see them once or twice a year, basically. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, it was a little bit different. And then, of course, my nana got, um, my, my nana on my dad's side, um, she got dementia, uh, and that was really tough because, like, I, I, I know everyone who goes through that, they know how tough it is. But, you know, she was in a home. She, every time we turned up, she would constantly tell us that people were stealing her stuff. Um, and you can't believe anyone like that because you just don't know. Mm. And I mean, she was in she was in a reasonably nice place. It wasn't like somewhere where they would be stealing her stuff. Uh, she would she would sit there and she would look. The, the nurse would walk past and she'd like give him the stink eye, <laughs> and then she'd turn to us and she goes, "That's the bitch man." <laughs> and then she turned to me and she started calling me by my dad's name. Yeah. Uh, telling me things and then and then telling me about how I don't know something from my dad's childhood. Yes. Um, because she just thought. Like she, she thought you were, yeah. you, were her, you were her son. And that was really, I could see how hard that was for Dad. Like, I, I know how hard it was because she didn't even recognise him anymore. Yeah. She was, uh, I think, yeah, it was just, that was really, really tough. And the whole time, my, my pop's there by himself in the house. And that was really tough. And I remember, I remember a few times it was, we'd go and visit him. Obviously, we'd go and visit him still. And I think we visited him more when that happened. Yeah. Because I think we realised that he was alone by himself. Like and he, he drove too, so he would come to see you guys and and, yeah. and do sort of stuff. So he was a very active man, even in his, like, I remember him right up before he got sick and passed. Yeah. He was going out to golf all the time. And oh, yeah. My God, he would not stop that guy going to golf. Yeah. That's that's my, that's the one thing, is my grandfather would buy golf clubs. If you, if you at one, any point in your life had said the word golf, mm. he would have bought you a set of golf clubs. Mm. Because that's just what he was. He loved golf so much. He wanted, like my dad played golf for a pretty high level of, you know, involvement. He played as a kid and, and he still plays now, obviously. Yeah. Um, I have played a game of golf before. I'm not interested in doing it that, that often. Mm. It's, it's okay. I'll mm. do it every so often. It's fine. But, like, I'm not a golfer. And 
you know, like a few incidents, few times have been things where, you know, like my cousin would go, oh, I really think I might want to play golf. And of course, like two, it's almost like, you know, the cartoons where you say something and all of a sudden the golf clubs just arrive. Like that's, that's, that's what he's like. He would, he would, but he bought my mum. <laughs> he bought my mum a set of golf clubs, like a lady set. When, when I think my mum and dad were either dating or had just got married or something like that. Mm. So she, and she's like, I don't think I'll ever use them. And he goes, no, that's fine. Don't worry. They weren't very expensive. He just bought golf clubs for people. That was his thing. He was like Elvis with cars. <laughs> he was the Elvis of golf. Um, it was, um, it was funny. I, I mean, I, I don't know. I, he was, I wish I knew more about him because he wouldn't talk about himself. Mm. And I'd ask him, and I remember one time, oh, I can't remember what we were doing, but I remember one time we were going from one place to another. Look, it might have even been a funeral, because seriously, my family love meeting at funerals. That's our thing now. I think everyone's family is like that. Yeah. So I remember I wasn't, I was probably a teenager, and I remember they going, oh, why don't you ride with Pop? And I think it must have been, it was when Nana wasn't around, so I was just in. So I got in the car and we're driving for a while, and I started asking him about, about footy and stuff like that. And he started talking about it because Dad always tells me about how he played for Parramatta. But he didn't play first grade. He played like a third grade or something, right? Mm-hmm. And he was a he was like a very fast winger, whatever it was, something like this. And and Dad tells me about it, but even Dad doesn't know because this was like when he was young. Like mm-hmm. or probably even before he was born he was playing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I would ask him and he just typical kind of Aussie male, oh yeah, yeah, I played. Yeah. That's all he'd tell me. He wouldn't tell yeah. me anything else about it. I mean, I didn't realise until recently that I, I knew one of his brothers had played in the first grade thing. I didn't even know what team he played for, anything like that. Yeah. And I only just recently found what that was, mm-hmm. and it was very exciting for me because, for me, that's that's yeah. huge. Yeah. Like, that's a family member playing the sport I love, yeah. you know, at, at the it's highest level. It's like finding level. out you got a member in the royal family. You yeah. come from royalty. That's what it feels like yeah. for me. For you, yeah, absolutely. So... But it was really good. It was. I remember that afternoon driving with him because we kind of like fifteen minutes thing. But we actually started talking and actually asked him about things about his life. And he actually was answering questions. He mm-hmm. was telling me things, mm-hmm. and it was really good. It was like I was, like, I don't know. You were bonding. Yeah, it was yes, really you nice. You were finding a common interest. It was and good. it was really really good. Yeah. And I and I remember that really well. And it's nice that there's moments. Yeah, and it was great. Normally wouldn't have those yeah. So when he got sick, because yeah. I, see, I've already that spoken happened. about this. It happened fairly quickly. It happened so fast and it was so weird. So he was getting skin cancers removed? Yeah, so he'd had a heart attack years earlier and I didn't really know that. Like, he, like it yeah. happened quite a long time ago. And he, because he was, like my dad is as well, very, like, a fair skin and, you know, would sort of, he was a younger man, which is loud in the, you know, just lay out in the sun and they got all the skin cancers. Yeah. He was having skin cancers burned off. Like constantly. Like all the time. Like I remember every, it was just, it was like when I came into the family, I was like, I'm like, shit. And you're like, no, no, it's like, it's a normal thing. He lost part of his ears. Mm. Part of his ears cut off. Yes. Um, not because of the cancer that was in his ear, part of his, part of the top part of his ear off. Yeah. Um, and I just, I never remembered him without, without having that part of his ear. That's yeah, like that was me. normal, yeah. But, um, yeah, so he, he was having it happen, and then I don't know what happened. I think maybe his body went through a 
treatment. Basically, had a heart attack while he was while he was getting it done. While he was getting the procedure. Yeah. And so they did a bunch of whatever they do. You know, they they got the paddles like George Clooney mm-hmm. and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um and. Yeah, so then we only found out. So they, they called us and said, oh, he's had a heart attack. And we're like, oh, okay. And even then I didn't think, I thought, oh, he's had a heart attack. You know, you hear about heart attacks, oh, that's okay. And then he just didn't really get better. Like, Didn't he have a throat issue? I don't remember. I, I distinctly remember to the point where they said to us, basically, that he can't have any more food. Yeah. Like they, It was basically, he was, he, oh, Without sounding disrespectful, I just remember them saying something. Like, I remember saying to you, so what, they're just going to let him fucking starve to death? Like, is this how they're going yeah. to, is this is, is this how yeah, it's going to end? I don't know. It was the most, it wasn't good. It was really distressing for me. I really, really liked your pop. I know. And I couldn't understand how modern medicine was going to fail him and he was going to pass away. Yeah. Yeah. For, in order for them, oh, that's right. Um, in order for them to fix it, he would have to go under, and they couldn't do that. Yes, that's what it was. Yeah, he couldn't have. He so they basically have let him go. Yeah, anesthesia anymore. Yeah, couldn't have the pipe down his throat or something like that. I can't remember. And yeah, he couldn't, he couldn't swallow properly because yeah. I remember I used to help him and get him a drink and, and help him drink. Yes, I remember and, all of that. Yeah, when he passed away, it was almost like okay, well, at least he's not suffering anymore. But at the same time, I was just like, in this day and age, that should not happen. Like that should just not happen. No, I know, I know, and it, it was. Yeah, and I think that's – there's one other notable one in my life that you probably better to talk about than I am. Um, I don't know if you want to talk about it or not. We can, but I didn't think that was – honestly wouldn't hold that up there for you. Oh, yeah. Really? You don't think so? Oh, I, but that – That's huge. It is huge. I haven't lost a parent, but I have. You have. I've lost a parent. You have. I just haven't lost the ones that gave birth to me. That's true. So. That was nice. I know. I know. We have to pause because Lisa's having a bit of. No, that was just nice. I know, but you know what? That is the that's that's the big major one. That was ten years ago, and that's still. I'm I'm so glad that that is the last thing that. You know, I mean, we've we. I still remember, you know, your friend that passed away, and that was. That was emotional too, but I didn't know her as well. No. But that was shocking in the way that she was our age. Yes, and that was shocking. And yeah. that's well it wasn't that, it was that she got married six months earlier. Yeah. I had a little girl. Yeah. Had her third just around the same time as us. It was very, very similar to us in that respect that their family was set up in the same sort of way. Yeah. That but they'd been together for terrible. years and years and then she just had an asthma attack and passed away. What about your cousin? I don't know if you want to talk about that one and you don't want to. I, For me, that was a very strange funeral because it's the only one that I've ever been to that's involved someone taking their own life and then not not knowing at the actual funeral if people knew or not. Yeah. It was a weird situation. That was the weirdest thing. It was I very weird. It was a beautiful ceremony and I think oh one of the God. nicest probably funerals I've been to, but it was just, it was a, it was complexing into you're sitting there going, oh, I don't know who knows the truth. I don't know who knows the lie. So there's, a, there's a whole backstory there, which we goes back to my pop again, and my pop with the golf clubs. Except this time, um, so I'm I'm one of two, and my dad's one of two. So I, I have one auntie. Like this is one side of the family. I have one auntie and uncle, 
uncle's passed away now too. Um, but one auntie and uncle and also my parents. And both of those people had two kids each. So I have two cousins on that side, two boys. Um, the oldest one a bit older than me, the youngest one a little bit younger. So it kind of went, you know, like my dad's kid, my auntie's kid, my dad's kid. Yeah, sort of yeah, that way. You took, they took turns having we, kids. They basically. took turns having kids. Uh, so because of the what situation or what it was, we found out it. We found out what had happened um, well after the event that my older cousin Stephen, who had a business, had a bit of problem with with finance, and so he went. He didn't go to his his mum for help. He went straight to my grandfather for help and said, "Can I have twenty five thousand dollars?" And my grandfather, being the giving person that he was, just gave him no questions asked. He's twenty five thousand dollars. Um. And then, obviously, he paid off what he needed to pay off. It was a bill or something. I don't know what it was. But somehow, my auntie found out that that had happened. She di he didn't tell her. I think he was embarrassed. And I think that was the thing, is he was embarrassed of his financial problem. And so he didn't tell her. And then when she found out, she got upset because my dad and his sister, my auntie, had this agreement that, you know, they don't go to their dad for help and if they do everything is shared equally and so she said look he's got he gave the money because he had more money than like his pension he had to give money away anyway so he was fine with that and she goes i've talked to him and i'm going to get um him to give your two kids twelve and a half thousand each so that way both our kids have got the twenty five thousand. so bad luck for my younger cousin he got nothing um but I got twelve and a half thousand dollars. It paid for my hex debt, which was fantastic. Which we were eternally grateful for. Oh, and I wasn't expecting it. I didn't care. It didn't no, bother me. No. And and Dad actually said, "Don't worry about it. We'll work it out later." And she's like, "No, no, 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 no. He's done the wrong thing. We've got to make this which easy." Which is good. It's good to do the right thing. But yeah. People. But I think the alarm bell should have went at that point. I think we really should have known that because because he the fact that it wasn't the fact that he needed money. Because of something going wrong. It was wrong. the way in which he did it's it. The way he went about which it. Which is not really, I wouldn't have picked that he would have done that. So he no. must have been in trouble. I think he was in a lot of trouble. And that's not how he was either. That's no. why we were so shocked by it. No. But I don't know what it was. He, I Because he had a landscaping business that wasn't doing well. And what we found out, obviously, uh, what we were told was he had gone missing. That was the first thing we got told. He had gone missing. And then a couple of days later, they said... It was the next day, I thought. Yeah. They found his car. They said, oh, we found his car he's and had he's, an he's had an accident. That's yeah. what they said. They didn't tell anyone until right before the funeral. Yeah. Right before. Like, if, it might have even been the morning of, or it was the day before. It was the day before because we, we, we drove in knowing, and I'm like, yeah. this is going to be weird. So <laughs> basically what happened was he, he drove off the side of the road not off the side of the road. He drove to a, a parking thing. He drove to a quiet spot. He drove to a quiet spot and killed himself. And it was when they said that, excuse me, oh, excuse me, I have to burp. Um, when they told us, and I believe that what happened was my auntie told just us as family. Yeah. Didn't tell anyone else. We assumed no one else knew. I don't know if she told we his friends. We weren't going to say anything. Obviously his wife knew. Obviously. Um, but, yeah, basically... But I don't think they wanted to tell people because I think they they were a bit ashamed of it maybe or a bit 
there was there's a stigma with it. Obviously. Absolutely, absolutely. So that was a strange one because, as you said, the funeral the funeral was beautiful. The funeral was fine. I had no problem with the funeral. It was the after, like the wake afterwards, and us sitting there going, I don't know, I don't know if. You don't like know what to say. Would, uh, you don't know yeah. how to interact with other people. I'm just not sure how to situation. interact with it because I don't know if they know what I know and I don't know if they yep. whatever. And the, the weirdest thing is I put, this is this is going to sound really weird. This is going to bring us back to the gutter level, guys. Um, oh, yes, please. So it, and his funeral reminds me of my grandfather's wake. Oh, it was the best funeral. No. Where? Okay, don't say it was the best funeral. It was the best wake. Okay, so we, we went to a wake. We got to in, so we got to interact with and socialise with, with, with him and, and his wife. Yes. And I had the best time. He, Like I said in the last podcast, he was the most lovely bloke. He always asked me how I was doing. I don't think I, I don't, I've only ever received such a response from from anyone in David's family. He was the lovely, he was the kindest person he was to me. Uh, next to that would be another of David's cousins who's a female and then next to that would have been David's grandfather father his mm -hmm. dad's dad mm -hmm. they were that lovely sort of thing so yes. it, it was special to but, me but the funny thing i'm gonna say the dirty thing what was it called? oh we're talking about oh, the i want to tell the story you tell it. you stop telling the story sorry no. it's not like it's my podcast at this time no no this is i'm the guest you have to let me talk you're the host i'm the guest right i will tell you how this works yes boss so we i had just had I just had the second? No, I think we were going to. We I just was going had to. We just had our third That's child. That's right. We just had our third one, the darling Samantha. Um, and don't <laughs> chuckle when we say that. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so we just had that and we decided that we weren't going to have any more. And so we, the, I was booked in. I think I was booked in to do it, yeah. right? So then my grandfather dies. We have this, we have the funeral. And then we have the wake and we went to Moorpark golf course in the function room. I don't even well, I know why it's more part golf courses because he was a he was once a director and he was a secretary That's and he right. was he was on the board and because that was his golf club. Like when when I say he was into golf, he was into golf. Oh yeah, like it. Yeah, we actually joked to him, and I wish I don't think they did. I wish they would have done it. We asked them if they could um, rename the the practice putting green. You know, I don't know if you've ever been to a golf course, but there's always like a little putting green right at the start, so you can kind of warm up your putts. They got a whole bunch of little holes there. Parts and whatever, yeah. and we said, um, you should call it the you know, um, the memorial, you make yeah, it a memorial, a memorial to hole, him, like, yeah. And then my dad would make the joke because, yeah, because you couldn't make a butt putt anyway, like, uh, and they were having golfing jokes, and it was such a great, and they were all having a good time too, yes. And they were all talking about him, and it was really, really great. It was it, when when you say a great funeral, it was like it, yes. the wake was very the nice, the wake was lovely, it was just talking about memories of that person, it was it was very loving. So we're sitting there in the in there, and of course my cousin Stephen and his wife, her name's Lisa, isn't that? Yeah. yeah, I thought it was. Um, came over and we were just sort of talking, and then it, it got very interesting very quickly because they started asking us about. Obviously, we just had Sammy, and they were talking about, um, oh, you know, is that done for you and stuff like that. And we started talking about, yeah, we're going to vasect me, and so my cousin says, oh yeah, I had one of those. And his wife chimes in with, and this is the best line, oh, Lisa, you'll love it. The semen tastes better. You have to remember that in my mind, I'm the I'm the black sheep in the in the in the David's family. I'm the disgusting one, I'm the filthy one. Everyone knows me to be disgusting and filthy. 
So for someone to come out and say that, I'm yeah. like, oh, you are my people. <laughs> she just she said, like, fuck, that escalated quickly. And I right like, awake. Okay. Like, I, even I wouldn't pull out that shit at awake. <laughs> it was interesting. It was a very interesting conversation. We went to salami. We went to a salami making class the other day and oh, I made God. one out loud rude joke. You would have been proud of me. And yet this was being said at awake. Yeah, that was that but see the salami class had very upset people and um no and but like i could have been filthy i could have like there were so many times i wanted to say so many things but i was just like no it's just not the but right they had place. The two gay guys read from room. from one family there it did i just like i'm like read the room so yeah but to say something filthy at a wake like look it's not out of my realm of comfort i will do it but the thing was oh, yeah i was just it took it took us it took us both aback like yeah i was i was surprised it was very funny and then the unfortunate thing is that after after the um, after my cousin had died, um, that was the last time we saw him. We really, yeah, that was the last time I saw him. We kind of really didn't. I mean, I think there was some efforts from my auntie to sort of go. Oh, we should get all the all the kids together, like all of you know, all the kids' kids together and stuff like that. Yeah. And it never really happened. And then yeah, there's grand plans for it, and then it never fruitions. And the next time you see someone's at a funeral, yeah, I know, and it's terrible. With both sides of my family, it's what happens. It, it's, it's, you know, well, not for me because they won't be. I mean, I don't only have one family, mem family member that I go to now. But, um, and like I made that promise to Lisa at her mum's funeral. I said, I'm not doing that with you. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to only see you at funerals. This is not how it's going to roll. Like, and I'm, you saw her at a birthday. So I know. It's fine. I saw her at a birthday and I see her all my, well, since COVID. I yeah, she can't walk around weekly, no more. But, a yeah. weekly basis. But yeah, so, um, yeah, that shit sucked balls. But, um, what about your shut up, JD? Sorry, that's my that's my notification on my phone. What about I my eagle? I turned it on silent. I don't know about my eagle. That's all right. I'm just going to leave it in there. That's fine. Are we going there next? We don't have to go there next. Uh, One I, thing I wanted to ask you is about your mum's son, when your grandmother when she passed away. Yeah. Because I remember it, but I don't. So I, I did meet your grandmother on a couple of occasions, but I don't remember much except she was the sweetest little old lady. Like she was the epitome of. Sweet little she old lady. Nana. Yeah, she was a nana. And she was a nana. Like, you know, you picture old ladies handing you sweets out of her out oh. of her pocket. She was that type of woman. So she would she would make me a cake every week. Mm-hmm. Tea cake? Wasn't it tea cake? No, it was a chocolate cake. Oh, okay. It was a packet mix cake. Yeah. And what she would What's do. Wrong with that? No, no, it's nothing wrong with that. You don't need to state that it was I'm, a packet cake mix. No, 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 I need to tell you because it, it leads into the story. Oh, okay. So what it was, it was a simple like a chocolate, chocolate sponge yep. with the chocolate frosting, yep. right? But because she knew that I liked sprinkles, mm -hmm. like hundreds and thousands, she would make the cake and then put the hundreds and thousands on the top. Yeah. And that was like David's cake. Like it was a huge freckle. Mm -hmm. And I loved this cake. It was so great. And, and of course, she would make me, I mean, I am, I'm, hey, I'm paying, paying for it now. I've got a bit of, but actually I was very thin all the way through this. So it was like, okay, I could eat what I wanted and make a difference. Never get over 35 all guys. Right. Um, so basically she would make everyone this. everyone to die young? Did I? Never get over 35. Oh, well, just, just 35 kilos no. or don't, don't yeah. live past no, 35 No, just keep winding the clock back. Oh, just pretend you're earlier than 35. People so. don't have odometers, honey. It doesn't work that way. Well, just get the me metabolism odometer wound back on your, I don't know, something. <laughs> I'll get the mechanic to work on that yeah, next time I'm just getting service. to work on it. So anyway, she would make me cakes. We would go, when it was school holidays, we would go on a Thursday because that was the day. We would go shopping with Nana and we would go, my mum would take her out. Um, and she did it every week, but it was just on the holidays I got to do it. And I remember I remember quite a few times, because obviously, you know, my grandfather died 
quite young. So the when he actually died, uh, when I was seven, she actually stayed with us for it was probably a good year or so. I don't know how long it was. I can't remember. But they sold. Obviously, the house was too big for her. Yeah. She grew up. Oh, she grew up. Um, my mum grew up in a house that had like a two bedroom that had had five kids go through it. Um, wasn't a very very big house, no. but but basically, you know, like it was a, it was too big for just one lady, especially because my uh, um, my nana was getting a bit older. Yeah. So it was just too big for her, and. It was a beautiful house. I love that house. That house has got so many memories in it. And I think they were really sad to, to let it go, but they realised they had to. But so when they were going through the process of selling, she actually lived with us for a while. And I don't know how long it was. I feel like it was like a year. You probably had to wait for the house to settle to yeah. get the finance on it because then she moved into a flat. She moved into a flat. But the, but the thing was that I remembered really interesting was that because we only had a three-bedroom house, um, and there was four of us already without Nana there, um, what we actually would do is I would, there was like a, um, it was like a mattress. They put a mattress out in the lounge room. And so when it was bedtime, I would go to sleep in my parents' bed. So they would put me to bed in their bed. And then when I'd fallen asleep and they were ready to go to bed, my dad would carry me from their bed and put me on the mattress in the land room. And we did that for quite a long time, I, a long, long time, mm. because Nana had to have my bed because I had the best bed. So yeah. that was the way it was. So, like, I, I went through that time remembering, you know, and, and you know how kids are asleep, yeah. but they're not really asleep. I did that quite a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I was, I'd slept in the land room for, as God said, it was months. It wasn't it wasn't a short period of time. Right. I was like seven, seven yeah, or eight. Yeah. But it was it was very interesting time. So mm-hmm. I remember that really well. And obviously I remember at her like at her unit and we would go there, she was number two of whatever Sackville Street or where it was. I can't remember the number of the thing. Mm-hmm. But I remembered her because 'cause you'd go up and to the to the right and she it was only a very small little unit and everything. Yeah, it was nice. It was just a normal unit no, like any it was, other. It was all that, you know, one person needed. Yeah, she didn't need much. Mm. She just had what she had. And, and, of course, she had like a two-bedroom, so one was her bedroom, the rest was all her stuff. Yeah, and it was in the middle of Fort Fairfield, so it was, not, yeah. it was close to all the amenities too. Yeah. She could walk to the shop and grab stuff if but, she needed. But she didn't. No. But she didn't because I don't think that – I think Mum said, well, I'm going to come and see you every Thursday. I think she would – Still go out. I'm sure she'd pop out. She didn't need to do her big shop. She didn't do her big shop. She went her big shop with, and we went went with, like with mum. So mum would take her around. And obviously, you know, other people would visit her as well as, you know, lots of stuff. Yeah. So it was interesting because I I remember a lot of things. Like I remember when the Gulf War started because I was on holidays. Mm -hmm. And on a Thursday, we would get back and we'd have lunch there. And then the TV would go on. And, and I remember mum would put the TV on and, and Nana would be like, oh, don't, don't let David see that. That's really that's sad. Like, so she wouldn't. Yeah, we, she we wanted changed, to shield you. She wanted to stuff. shield me from things. He was very much a Nana. And, like, you know, lollies and everything. Mm. I loved it. It was really great. And then I, you know, I always, have a clo- I always had a close connection to her. But I don't, I remember she got sick, but I didn't really get to see her. Like, it was... I knew she was getting sicker and 
I knew that was the thing, but it was like I remember. I remember didn't the day she that she cold, died, and then she got pneumonia. Yeah, and the day she died, we didn't quickly. actually see her. Mum mm. went in and saw her, but I didn't get to see her. But mm. you know, how was that from a child's point of view? Well, I wasn't really a child anymore. Well, no, sorry, sorry. But a child's point of view, what can your parent lose a parent? It's pretty bad. Because I know how hard it was for me to lose oh a mum. I, yeah, mum was just. Mm. It's funny because both my parents have lost both their parents. Yeah. I don't remember when mum lost her dad because mm -hmm. I was too little. I, you know, when mum lost her mum, that's like a mum losing a, a mum. Mm. That's. Yeah. Next level. That's just next level. Yeah. I mean, my dad was sad when he lost his mum and his dad. Oh, yeah. No, no. It, doesn't diminish, it doesn't diminish anyone else's from anyone else's loss. But I tell you. Like, a mother and daughter have a, have my, a bond that is a little yeah, bit different. It's my mum losing, losing Nana was, like, yeah. Yeah. Just doesn't recover from it. No, you never do. No. You'll never do. It's um, As yeah, we it's know. Those things. Yeah. As I know all too well. <laughs> That's okay. I just remembered I took my medication today, so I'm all good. That's all, all good. good. I'm all good. You so yeah, do you are you a, are you a man of faith? Do you believe? Do you have a particular? I mean, she's pretty hot, but yeah, she's all right. She's pretty hot. She's the she's bad right. slayer, though. Yeah, but that's but okay. she's got that going for her. I'm always like a bad girl. So you're a man of Buffy or faith? <laughs> so do you believe in the Almighty? Do you believe? Okay, in so this here is the faith? thing that I was trying to find that quote for. Oh, okay. So what I'm going to say is I'm agnostic. So I'm not an atheist because I don't think that you can definitely say one way or the other about anything. Yeah. Because there's a quote, and I'm, I'm going to butcher it. Let's see how well I butcher this. And I don't even know who said it. I remember hearing it quite a few years ago. Mm -hmm. And it said, it's something, it's actually more talking about um, the mysteries of the universe and also the mysteries of the microverse of, yeah. of like quantum stuff. Yeah. And it's a scientist that said, said something about, um, and don't look it up because I've tried, Okay. Oh, really? Okay. He said something like, um, when talking about the universe, how can a how can an ape from the western plains of Africa possibly understand the minute and amazing details of the universe, or something like that? Right. It's something like that, and I don't. I, I look. It's completely wrong. No, no, no. But basically, I understand, and that's that's what I understand is that we are a creature. That was that has come forward from, you know, from primate. Yeah, we have come from, you the know, we we've come from a <laughs> we have a brain. Okay, but look, if you if you showed an if you could talk to an ant, has a brain too. Yeah, if you could talk to an ant and then show it, you know, a reality television show, it wouldn't understand it. No, absolutely. So I know that's a really stupid thing to say. No, it's not. But it's a perfect analogy. That's why this quote is about. It's talking about the fact that, you know, as humans, we are roughly, or well, most of us, most of our DNA comes from plain, plain, um, plain striding, plain walking apes mm -hmm. of, mm -hmm. of Western Africa, right? Mm -hmm. So if that's where we're from, we our instincts and what we understand is sun gives heat, Ground is under us. We can swim. I don't know all that sort of stuff, right? That's where our brains. That's 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 our instinct. That's what we understand. So everything that we've learnt from that point of view, from that, is related back to that. Yeah. So when when someone says to you, "There's like a particle that is 
you know, smaller than something you can see. And then that particle can be broken into other little particles. You don't understand. We, I mean, we can kind of understand it because we know, it's funny, we think of them as little balls. Mm-hmm. They're not balls. No, we just think of them as balls because balls is the easiest thing we can think of. Yeah. Like that's, and, and when you look out into the universe, you see balls because that's what's out there as yeah. well. The so moon's we can round, see stars you think around. Yeah. So we can see things. And then you try and talk about what a, what a black hole is. You try and talk about how the universe started. How are we ever going to understand that? Oh, I understand black holes because I know a few people that are black holes. <laughs> well, you must have a basketball player called black hole. We do. Um, so that's what I that that's my thing is that how do we how can we possibly understand it? And the scientist in you doesn't want to diminish or just or, or completely cross anything out. Well, it's an amazing universe that we don't understand, mm-hmm. and there are things that people can't explain. And I know that there is scientific explanation for a lot of things mm-hmm. i don't believe in psychics or any of that sort of stuff yeah because i have seen how that can be explained mm-hmm. but if you can't explain it to me then there's some chance you know some um, some chance that it's that it could be true yeah so i don't think Jeez, that we're different people yeah i know <laughs> we are because I went to a psychic after mum died oh i know i know you believe in psychics and, and I that's believe, fine i i tend to believe with people Spirit still being I around. believe in spirituality. I, I believe in spirits. I know mum's has visited me since. I believe there's spirits. I just think that those people are not talking to them. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think that they're talking to them, and I think that they, they maybe they think that they are. Oh, yeah. Or maybe they just like to make money. So I don't know which way it is, mm-hmm. but either way, I don't think it's true. But I have, as you know, I have very insane ideas about things sometimes. <laughs> So I actually once theorised that spirits are like some kind of weird portal, dimensional portal another, that another dimension. that we can that sometimes things work out that we can see through, yeah. and so people that we see are still alive in that in that alternate dimension, and so that's what we're seeing. We're seeing them, and they don't realise that they're dead in our dimension. They just think they're alive. And we could possibly appear as ghosts in their dimension. Exactly. And there's a See, the so that sort reason. of stuff. And so, uh, but then this is the thing is that I don't know if any of that's true. I'm just saying that could be something that happens. So science is never 100%. Yeah, your faith is science. My faith is science. Yeah. But my faith is science is not always right. No, and that's so, what science is. Science is the first thing that says, you know what, we got this wrong. We fucked up. Yeah. So you, this, you don't this body that I am in is just a body. Mm, it's a nice one. Thank you. Would you hold it against me? But that's my other thing. That's my other belief is that I am the brain box and that's all I am. The rest of it just helps move around. Yeah. So we'll see what happens when the brain box no longer is, is around. Yeah. I'll I'll give you guys a call if there is something. We should have a safe word. Like, uh, was it Einstein? Houdini. Houdini. I told you that story. We need the safe word. Do you want me to tell that story? If you want to. It's a great story. So I can I can – completely stuff up a quote from someone I can't remember who it is, but I can get this one right. So basically um, Houdini and his wife had this agreement, had this, well, not agreement, had basically this safe word. And what he said to you, because. <laughs> safe word. Well, I will say that. To be used when one of the other yes. passed into well, the afterlife. Well, this is what it was, is that Houdini worked in illusions, right? Means, yeah. So he worked in the illusion, illusion industry. Yeah. So he knew a lot of people who would, to the dead yes, yes. and he knew the tricks right yeah. so to save his wife from going through this himself, oh, he's illusionist so he knew that everything he did yeah 
He knew there was a way. There he was knew science there was to it. Science to it, right? So he to stop the charlatans from trying to rip it's his wife off yeah. or do anything like this or go, yeah. oh, your husband said this. Yeah. He said, he actually said to her, this is my special word. Yeah. And then he told everyone that there was this, whatever it was. Yeah. That, that, and he actually said, if any of you can prove that I speak to you from beyond the grave, yeah. my wife will give you this money. Yeah. So it was this special thing that he did. Yeah. He told her a word. Yeah. No one else knew what this word was. Banana hammock. I have no idea what it was. I'm sure it was banana hammock. If it was banana hammock, then there'd be a few millionaires around. Yeah. But anyway, he obviously passed on before his wife. Uh, and quite a few of them did try try this. And, of course, none of them were successful because Ba-boom. they weren't speaking to him because it was all bullshit. Yes. But I found that really interesting that he – he at once is a lutenist, but also wanted to prove that these guys were full of shit. Yes, yes. What I do is for real. <laughs> yeah, but but he always said this is an illusion. Yes, he true. never that tried to say, "Hey, I'm I'm actually trying to." Yes, I am magic. I'm actually magic. Yes. he's not magic. Yes. He knows he's not magic. Everyone knows he's not magic. <laughs> but that was the thing. See, he, I really admire what he did there because mm-hmm. that's because I. People fit, get com- comfort from it, and that's mm. why I'm happy that they got comfort from it. People yep. also get comfort from their religion, which is fine for them. Yes. And I'm a very libertarian person, so yeah. I'm happy for anyone to get what they what they want. But I don't, I don't get any comfort from it because if you tell me about a book written two thousand years ago by humans, I'm like, no, they can't understand it. Mm. I don't think they can. If it was a magic book that had turned up. Then maybe, but no, it's yeah. it was written by people, and everyone knows it was written by just people, and everyone's seen the movie Animal Farm. Oh yes, yeah, yes. That's what happens when someone writes a book, and then they someone else writes a book over the top of that book. Yeah, you end up you end up with a weird story, mm. and and I, I don't know where I'm going with that. So, and anyway, um, that's my faith. Okay, and would you say that? Any death has changed you? Every death shapes you in different ways. That's yeah. a very philosophical answer for that. <laughs> That's okay. You can be. You can but be it really does. Like everything does. Like right yes. from the very first one I talked about. Yeah. Till the most recent ones. Yes. It always does. Yeah. Something changes. But I don't think I ever believed in God. Ever. Mm-hmm. Even as a kid, I don't think I ever believed it. Mm-hmm. But I don't. Religion and my politics are very much in the same thing. It's yes. where I feel comfortable. It's really weird. I feel comfortable with having no control. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. I just feel more comfortable with I don't want to know the answers because I think if I find out the answers. It's a spoiler. Yeah, I don't want to Don't tell answer. me the end of the movie. I'll watch it myself. Yeah. And I would rather have my own theory about something. Yeah than something else so that's also why i'm kind of the same way with my politics i don't i don't like being told that this is what it is yes. i'd rather find the answer myself Interesting. that's good All right. do you believe in euthanasia well there are some young people in asia yes i know that that's true do you believe in end of life i do in certain instances yeah what about organ donation? i had to by the way guys if i said no there would be a lot of trouble no I have a feeling you'll say no about the next one. What about organ donation? I don't know. 
I'm, I'm not a donor at the moment. I probably should be. Oh, just to let you know that I actually put myself down as, a, as an organ donor. I'm getting a card in the mail the other day. Okay. I was on the um, Medicare website doing something. I'm like, oh, it has the option to do this. So just in case I can't get, if they can take anything, let them take it. Okay. Just make my ashes lighter. I'll lose weight. I know. If they so, take your eyes and it goes into someone else, I'm going to have to fall in love with them. That's okay. Because those dude, eyes, it's going to be hilarious. Those eyes are... They're nice eyes. They're delicious. They're delicious. I really don't know. You know what? I really don't know. And I, I keep I keep going back and forwards. And because, you know, I tend what I just said before, this is just body. Mm-hmm. Because I have an emotional attachment to this thing. It's ridiculous, isn't it? I don't know what it is. It's very weird that the you're suit, attached to this you know meaty sack. I went to the dentist. This is really weird. I was at the dentist, like, what, six months ago, something like that, and I had to get that tooth where I had the, the chip. Yep. And they filled it and they ground my teeth in a different way. Yeah. And I still hate it because my teeth don't act in the same way they did before they did the grinding to make but it. that's different. That's your mouth. You use it for pretty much everything, breathing, But I talking. also, like, I have a certain nail on my toe that I'm playing with at the moment that I always do. Mm. I have a certain thing in my cheek. I, what When I do die, I want because I don't want to do it now, when I do... I have a thing in my cheek. You want them to look at it? I want to know what the fuck it is. You know, you won't know what the fuck it is. I'll find out what the fuck it is if I... Yeah, here. but you can just talk to the seance person and they right. can tell me, all right? <laughs> Safe word tell is David, thing in cheek. thing in cheek was a cyst. I think it is a cyst. And I... It's, <laughs> it's been with me. It's been with me for like 25 years. It's probably just a... a it is. Bit just a, a weird thing and I can't describe it and I can't show anyone because... Only I can feel it. I wish you get an ultrasound done. So uh, you can find out before you die. That's true. That's probably more. But then this is the thing I'm lazy. <laughs> so is I'm all right. Is that where you're, you know, I, I don't want to talk about it. It's just I'm lazy. I'm just lazy. I don't want to talk about it. Oh, fair enough. That makes sense. So, yeah. Well, it's, look, it's one of those things. It, it, my body is in a certain, I don't know about organ donation. Okay. Right. What about? Do you have any funeral plans? Oh, you know I don't have any funeral plans. <laughs> I don't have anything. I don't know what I want. I, I really don't know. You're going to have to You're gonna have to surprise me. I'll surprise. This will be a surprise. <laughs> I won't be surprised. I won't be there. So it'll be fine. Or I might be there. Or I might be in another dimension. So, look, either way, guys, anyway, mm. everyone out there, if I'm dead or I'm not dead or I am or I'm not, <laughs> See how it see how it is in my brain. Sounds like I'm listening to a Doctor Zeus book on death. Do you hear how it is? If in I'm my gone brain? or if I'm here, if I'm here or if I'm not. Like at the moment, it, it's fine. It's just it's words. She's written three words on a piece of paper. Your funeral plans. To me, that's fine. I can talk about that. If we actually had an in depth conversation about my funeral plans, I don't know what I would want. Mm-hmm. I reckon your default would be buried. I yeah, thought, I think you so. Thought you had you had wishes I, to be in the ground. I think I think. It's tradition thing see yeah and i think that's what i would do well i won't do it but i think that's what you would do with me i wouldn't want to do it yeah that's what you want to do i I don't know what i want and i really don't know and i really don't want to think about it right now that's cool that's cool and want to go to the next point there is no more points there is a next point oh i added one right there as we were talking did you have you ever had a near-death experience where you feel so. like you've come close to dying at all? I don't think so. No? I don't think so. I don't. Actually, I did. Oh, well, I don't. Okay. 
I don't think I've told you this story. Oh my god, new story. Okay. So, yeah, so I was on, I was on a roof, on a flat roof on the 12th level, or 13th level because it would be the roof, um, and I was having a conversation with someone about some waterproofing. He does this for a job. I'm a structural engineer. He doesn't just stand on people's roofs for no, no reason. I'm a structural engineer and we were talking about re-waterproofing a roof. Sorry, I should explain that because I... I have the impression that everyone we talk to is someone I know, but that I'm on a roof. Yeah, I'm so on a roof. so no. we're up on this roof of the building I don't really like for work. Uh, for work, and on this roof is um, is like a because it faces towards the ocean, so it was like a camera that the University of New South Wales has put there, which does like wave analysis, so it like takes photos of all the waves for like analysis. years and years, yeah. right? For years and years, like it's a big thing. Yeah. Um. And it's to measure all these different things. Anyway, so they had this sitting there and we were just chatting and I was walking around and I was talking to someone about something and obviously I wasn't paying attention to where my feet were and they, for some unknown reason, had a cable and I tripped over the cable. Mm-hmm. Um, and I tripped, took a couple of steps, rewrited myself and... Yeah, I was I was about two steps away from falling off the roof, Ooh. and I wouldn't Crazy. have been like an eagle. I Crazy. would have probably went straight to the ground. Um, but that freaked me out. Yeah, that really freaked me out. Nice. I mean, when I said I was a couple of steps, I was probably if I'd fallen over, mm. I still wouldn't have reached the parapet. So I was a good way away from it, it's but. Still Enough to scare me to go because if I fall off the roof, I'm dead. Mm-hmm. There's no one's living from 13 stories. Yeah, like I just don't think that's possible. What could happen? Yeah. Um, but that one freaked me out. But then I also get, you know, I get really bad, like when when there's heights. Yes, and cliffs and stuff. cliffs and mm-hmm. heights. I really hate it. Yeah. It's really really bad. But mm-hmm. like apart from like I wouldn't, I almost wouldn't call it near death because I just it, I didn't think I was going to die. I'm not that you were near death. What about the time when you cut your hand open on the circular saw? Oh, that's just that was just embarrassing because you told me not to do what I did. Is that why you almost passed out? Well, I almost passed out because I was bleeding a shitload. Okay. I've still got the scar on my thumb, guys. As you should. He's, yeah, he decided to not use a clamp with um with the circular yeah, saw. Yeah. So so what I was doing. Okay, let's let's just. But let's clear just put it in up. context. For me, this is the first time. He ever had to go to hospital. First time he's ever had this is first first mm. emergency for him. He's not had any surgeries. He's no. he's completely untouched, virgin body has not been. I wouldn't even call this a surgery. I didn't even have. Much no, no, he had stitches, stitches, but still, like it could have been much worse. So ba- yes, basically, we have a side gate that I wanted to put. I wanted to put like a little caster wheel on it because it it's hanging off. God, this is construction. No, anyway, everyone's going to be really tired. He was cutting a piece anyway, of wood. Anyway, I had to cut a piece of wood. And I had, no, but the reason why I said caster wheel. Time. No, the reason why I said caster wheel is because. <laughs> I don't think so, Tim. Um, the reason why I said caster wheel is because it had a wheel element to it. So that's what caused the problem. So basically. The um, wheel wasn't even on it. At no, that the point. wheel was on it. No, the wheel was on it. So I had a, a block of timber and I fixed the wheel to it. But the block of timber was too tall. Not very too tall, just. Too tall that I had to cut a piece. Right. So basically what I did is I put it into the into my drop saw, my circle saw, 
and I was holding it with my left hand and my wife came out and said, No, no. already out, you've done oh. it. It flung off and hit the fence. That's right. She came outside. It fl- As I was doing it, flung off and hit the fence because I couldn't hold on to it. And, okay, it flung off hit the fence. But I still had to cut this piece of timber. It had to be cut. And your amazing, incredible, smart, clever, intellectual wife said, yes. use a clamp. Use a clamp. And I ignored her, completely ignored her, didn't use a clamp. And what happened was because it was trying to cut a very small piece. I walked away. Yeah. I couldn't watch that. Trying to cut a very small piece and it had a wheel. What happened was... The, the blade hit the timber, it chocked, it pulled the piece in, and because there was a wheel, it rolled it and rolled my whole hand. And so basically what happened was the saw blade cut down right next to my thumbnail and across the part where my thumb and my hand are joined, hand joint, basically, and did a bit of damage. Yeah. And I was like, ow, and I didn't even feel it. I just looked at it went, why am I bleeding? And then I realised I was really bleeding like I, I i was very lucky that my thumb my thumb was actually tucked in a bit otherwise i would have just chopped my thumb straight off i was inside and i heard the saw go and then i heard the saw stop yeah i didn't hear anything and it I wasn't went, near death it was just no, very intimidating that, for, you, for you that's like a see i've been injured many times yeah i, I injure myself on almost a daily basis. as a kid i injured all the time but i didn't do stupid stuff like that no not with not with mechanical assistance yeah and, knees and it was very bad because we obviously had to get into the car and drive to the hospital and i turned very white and almost passed out because yeah. it was pretty scary and, and because all the adrenaline had drained out and i basically was yeah. out of adrenaline yeah and yeah and and then it was you know they they glued part of it together and they stitched other parts and then you were very lucky not to lose any nerves. Was, they tested nerves and had a specialist and, and all these sorts of things. Yeah, it was once fine. He, once he was sitting in the in the bay and he, he seemed stable and the colour had come back to his face, I said to myself, okay, this is it, Lisa, time to shine. And I just ripped you a new one in front of everybody in the yeah. um, fast track system of Blackstone Hospital. That's great. They're all laughing. I remember. They're all laughing. They thought this is, oh, great, dinner and, and now, a show. And now <laughs> that circular saw, every single time that circular saw goes on, my hands are well away. Everything is clamped. Every time I hear it stutter. I never not clamp something. It I don't care what it is. It's my stomach in motion. Yeah, I don't like using it. But I have to because I'm cutting things sometimes. I have I have the same reaction to when I hear that sort of start up when I see patient transport unit because that's the vehicle that took mum away from us the yeah. day that I she went to palliative care. I don't even I don't even flinch at ambulances. Ambulances don't seem to please me because they're there to help. But I see I see those two things as something that's brought me s- distressed and taken things away. I know I'm tapping on the desk. I can't help it. You know that's going to come into the. I know that's going to come in there. I can see it. They know. Oh, excuse me. I You're burping <laughs> through my whole podcast. I'm sorry. And, we had dinner like only an hour and ago. And you're worried about me tapping on the desk? Oh, what's okay. So, so yeah, um, and I remember that for a little while after that cutting that thing on my thumb is that well, this is the cutting the thumb podcast by the way, yes. um, that my hand would get itchy when yeah. I started the sore up again, or my hand would feel pain. Yeah, it's really weird. Mm. But yeah, look, I'm phantom limb I'm, syndrome. Yeah, well, I didn't lose anything, which is really no, lucky. lucky, lucky. I lost a tiny bit of skin, and that's pretty much all I lost. Yeah. Um, but yeah, look, that I. Nothing sort of near death. Mm. Nothing that's like that. I mean, when you when you ask me about sort of you know uh, 
funeral plea or death like that, I just thought, well, you've got to do something Parramatta for me. That's the only thing I could think of. Mm. But then even then, I'm not there to enjoy it. So realistically, no one else should have to go through my pain. You know? We love you and that's why we would do that. You would. And and, and I love that you guys love me. Mm. And Maybe I can put you back in my football. Yeah. Well, maybe you just yeah. make me into like one of those penises or whatever it is. Oh, that's gonna happen. You'll get a real boner then. Yeah, no, you'll be a you'll be a stiff. That's for sure. I'll be definitely be stiff. Rigor mortis will have truly set in at that point. Oh yes. See, but I, then, you know, look, I, I imagine a weekend at Bernie's like... situation that you don't tell anyone for a few days and just enjoy me. It's. <laughs> I talked about getting you stuffed. I know, I know. It's um. The only thing stopping me is my fucking children. They're like party poopers. It'd be weird, Mum. It would be weird. Oh no. But then, but then yeah. if I keep him keep him in my room, but then my kids usually sit in my bed for. Fun. I don't think I'd go well as a taxidermied. Although if I do, you can just tuck this a little bit. Oh yeah, I'll give you a tummy tuck. Give me a tummy I'll tuck. Give you some six, I'll give you a six pack that you want. Not I don't know I if I want, want a six pack. You don't want a six pack? I'm not sure. I've never really been that kind. Of, I've always been a little weenie boy. I never was really muscly, and I and I always remembered that they would say when when I was younger and I was like playing football as a teenager. I always remembered that we. That I would try and go to the gym to try and put weight on because mm. I couldn't put weight on. Oh geez, that's yeah. a horrible problem. I can't empathise with that at all. No, but it is. I mean, it's not. I could have. I could have probably put weight on, but I mean, I couldn't put muscle mass on. I, I just couldn't, and it was it was just weird. I had muscle mass. It's just loose muscle. At the moment. <laughs> it's very, well, that's my muscle loose. With... Okay. <laughs> oh, so... We've dealt with death and stiffness now. We're all... We're oh, all God, I'm all loosened up now, baby. That's so uh, if it, have you got any more questions for me? No. I just appreciate you spending time on my podcast. I know you're busy with your own podcast. It's called Hypothetic RL. Oh, don't give me that. <laughs> <laughs> I gave you an ad on mine. It's the What Ifs of Rugby League. It's a good podcast. I appear on it quite often too, so it's quite... <laughs> Only when I want really good quality guests. That's true. I appear as Terry from Cronulla. You know what? I was really excited today about doing this because I love when we talk to each other. I know, you messaged other. me. Yeah, well, can you message me first or something else? But um, even, it doesn't matter what the topic is. I like talking to you. Oh, that'll change soon. It hasn't changed a I'm time. sure it'll eventually you'll get tired of it. Yeah, I'm running it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't want to hear this. No, no. But, I, look, I, I'm glad that I talked about it and I, I hope that you get – I'm sure that the other guests that you get after me are going to be much more insightful. But a busy week. We've got lots of people to talk to. Do you? I do. Wow. It's going to be a, a week full of Zooms. I'm going to Zoom, Zoom, Zoom like a Mazda 323 all over the shop. 323. 323. Oh, God. It's practically if a you talk Mazdas, you got, if, if you're talking to one person that I think you may be talking to as a guest, you have to talk about the Mazda. That's all right, don't worry. I know what you're talking yeah. about, but that's not that's not what the podcast, not cars. It's not talking about cars. Mate, no, but you? that was owned by a person that passed no, away. No, that's true. That's true. So, that. yeah. I, I just remember that Mazda. Anyway, uh, we're getting way off topic. Oh, yes, you do that. <laughs> Thank you very much for coming on the, the podcast. I, I appreciate it. Do you want to tell them why you no, the podcast? No, we're not going into that. We're just going to leave it as it is. Okay. I've enjoyed being on your podcast. Thank you. Uh, and I uh, welcome to... The, uh, ah, shit. <laughs> That's what I usually do oh, on my yeah. podcast. Uh, just remember, I have a Facebook page if you want to ask questions or anything like that, or if you have questions that you want me to ask people, add them on there to do. I'd love, like, a, you can't ask that questions about death. 
We're going to talk to some people who have lost some important people as well as um, a death doula. I'm going to talk to a death doula this week. It's going to be so interesting and awesome. Can't wait for that. So thank you for listening and thank you, David. Thank you.